0: Welcome to Midweek Devotions. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast of Hebron Chinese Alliance Church. My name is Costa, and it's great that you can be joining us today. Uh, Today, we're continuing our series looking at Psalms that point us to Christ, uh, Messianic Psalms that give us glimpses into who Christ is and what Christ would do. And so with that in mind, turn to Psalm 8. Psalm 8 is the next Messianic Psalm that we're going to be looking at in this series. So psalm 8. Everybody loves a happy song, uh, something that makes everyone feel good, makes them feel like dancing or belting out at karaoke. Uh, People love to sing when something happy happens. At a wedding or party, we all sing along. Uh, When something good happens, it's worth singing about. Well, Psalm 8 is a happy song. Uh, There is much in there worth singing about. And we know it's a song from the very beginning. Uh, Not verse 1, but from the first line. So it says this, For the director of music, according to Giddeth, a psalm of David. When you read the Psalms, don't forget these first lines. They too are God-breathed. They tell us what the Psalm is about, its setting and purpose. And this Psalm, Psalm 8, is a song. Uh, David wrote these words for the director of music, the band leader. David has supplied the words. It's their job to come up with the music. And Giddeth refers to either an instrument or type of musical style. Now, sadly, we don't know what this psalm sounded like. We don't know what instruments were used, but we can know what it was about. We can know what this song was about. And so with that in mind, let's read Psalm 8. And it says this, For the director of music, according to Giddeth, a psalm of David. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, Whom human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. All flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And so Psalm 8 is a song. It is a song about the creator, about all that the creator has made. It is a sweeping, a breathtaking view on all that the creator has made. Now, whilst creation is amazing, what truly blows David away is that the creator hasn't lost sight of us, that the creator hasn't lost sight of his creatures, that God is mindful of us. And so for David, not only is creation is is amazing, but also the fact that God hasn't lost sight of us, that God is mindful of us, that God cares for us, that God is not distant, but cares. The fact that the Creator has us in mind is what makes David happy. Uh, It is something uh, that is worth singing about. This song is about the Creator, about all that the Creator has made, and the fact that the Creator hasn't lost sight of us. What also blows David's mind is that the Creator has given us his creation. You know, everything in creation bears God's fingerprints, And God has placed his handiwork in our hands, put everything under our feet. God's body of work is now ours. Uh, That would be like your favorite band or singer giving you their body of work. They give you all their recordings, demos, lyrics, and say, enjoy, share, take care of it, all yours. You'd be gobsmacked. You would be amazed. Terrified, but you would be amazed at what they have given you. Well, in the same way, God has given us his body of work. The creator has given us creation. And in turn, David is amazed. Lord, how majestic is your name? But um, hasn't David forgotten something? Because last time I looked, creation is fallen. Last time I looked, us creatures haven't done a great job with what we've been given. And last time I looked, creation doesn't seem subject to us, but the other way around. You know, our premier spoke of quashing COVID. It seems that COVID is quashing us. And the number one thing that we have zero control over isn't COVID, but death. Uh, It is the one thing that we are all subject to. And so whilst this psalm is happy... The reality seems otherwise. Sure, the moon and the stars are beautiful, but when I look into the world, I see mourning and suffering. At times, there doesn't seem much in this world worth singing about. Well, when Christ came into the world, he brought a level of joy and amazement that no one had seen before. Christ demonstrated a mastery over creation. Uh, Death, demons and disease had no place wherever he was. The people were amazed when storms were stilled, the deaf could hear, the lame walk and when the dead were raised. Wherever Christ was, there was new creation. And so, no surprise, the people of his day were happy. No surprise that they rejoiced and celebrated and declared him as king, as successor to David's throne. In him, there was something new. And there was one group of people in particular who declared and celebrated and rejoiced. And they were a bunch of kids. Uh, On a particular day, uh, these kids were in the temple area. Uh, Rather than being reverent, they were running around and rather than being silent, they shouted and they rejoiced, Hosanna to the son of David. Uh, That is, these kids were praising who Christ is. Christ is savior and son. Well, the religious rulers who were there, they couldn't have these kids making all this racket. But not only did they want them to shush up, they accused them of not knowing what they were saying. While well, considering their criticism, Christ quotes to them, the religious rulers, Psalm 8. And so in Matthew 21, it says this When the religious rulers saw the wonderful things Christ did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the Son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Jesus replied, Yes. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants you, Lord, have called forth your praise? It's as if Jesus is saying, don't you guys know your Bibles? Haven't you read Psalm 8? Don't you know who I am? These kids do. These children know Christ. They know who Christ is. They know that Christ is worth singing about. But what these kids don't know is that they're praising Christ in the face of his foes and enemies. They don't know it, but they're actually living out Psalm 8. And Psalm 8 is going to come true in more ways than one. Because in a few days' time, Christ will be crucified. Christ will die. And so it seems that even Christ is subject to the creation It seems that even Christ tasted all that this world had to offer, even unto death. Now, that may seem proof that this world is fallen. Uh, It may seem proof that humans are rotten, that we haven't done a great job. It may seem that uh, all of us, even Christ, who had such incredible power, yet even he is subject to this world. But what is remarkable about Christ's death is that not just that it identifies with us, but that it is for us. Christ's death had a reason, had a purpose. And that reason is purpose uh, is to break the power of death. The number one thing that we have zero control over Christ died so that we may live. This is what it says in Hebrews 2. The author says, In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. And so the author of Hebrews picks up on Psalm 8 and applies it to us, uh, and applies it to Christ, sorry. And like us, Christ was made lower than the angels. Like us, Christ was subject to all that this world had to offer. Like us, Christ died. But Christ has been raised. Christ tasted death for everyone so that everyone may live. Christ suffered death so that we may share in his glory. Christ died so that we may live. That gives us hope. That gives us uh, reasons to celebrate, rejoice. That gives us something worth singing about. And so therefore, for us today, there's three ways in which we can respond to Psalm 8. Uh, Firstly, uh, remember that God is mindful of us, uh, that the creator hasn't lost sight of his creatures, that God has not forgotten about you, that the creator cares for us. And there's no clearer demonstration than that. In sending Christ, that God had us in mind in sending Christ. God has not lost sight of you. And so here's a little bit of homework for you tonight walk outside or just look out the window, look up at the moon and the stars, and know that God is mindful of you. The Creator has not lost sight of you. Secondly, uh, rejoice. Uh, Rejoice knowing that you too are one of God's children. Uh, Like those kids who praised Christ in the temple area, uh, we too can rejoice because we know who Christ is. We know that Christ is Saviour and Son. And so we can rejoice. Uh, We can rejoice knowing that the Creator knows us. We can rejoice knowing that we belong to the Creator. We can rejoice knowing that we too are God's kids. Finally, um, we have hope. Uh, We can look forward to the new creation, uh, a place of no more death or mourning or crying or pain, Uh, a new creation that is not subject to the old order of things. Uh, Christ uh, has given us a taste of that. We can read the stories of him and his mastery over creation. That gives us a, a glimpse into this new creation That is something that we can really look forward to. That is something worth rejoicing in, something to be comforted by, something worth declaring and sharing with others, and as God's children, something worth singing about. Let's pray. Dear God, uh, you know this season that we are in. he hasn't taken you by surprise. Help us during this season to know that you still care for us, that you are mindful of us and haven't lost sight of us. And in those moments of darkness and and despair, uh, help us to know uh, that there's no clearer picture of you caring for us because you have sent Christ into this world. Uh, and in his life, he, he's given us an incredible glimpse of the new creation. And so when we look to Christ, it is a reminder that you haven't lost sight of us. So help us to uh, persevere. Help us to remember. Uh, help us to rejoice, uh, even amongst, amidst this season. Help us to rejoice knowing that we're your kids. That you know us and we know you. Help us as we experience creation. As we, you know, in lockdown, we can go out and about, we can, you know, exercise, we can go for a walk. And even in a simple thing as going for a walk, as we take in creation, uh, we can know that there is a creator and that you haven't lost sight of us and that you have sent Christ into this world. So as we do those simple things of walking out and about, looking out our window at night, they give us glimpses uh, into Christ, glimpses into a new creation and that you haven't lost sight of us. So help us to hope and look forward to that great day when we will see Christ face to face. In the meantime, help us never forget that you haven't forgotten about us. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today uh, as we continue our series in looking at Messianic Psalms. Hopefully you can join us uh, next week on our podcast as we continue to see these Psalms uh, as they portray who Christ is and what Christ has done for us. Until then, take care and bye for now.